But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Luke chapter 2, verse 19. I'm sure that you all recognize the scene. There is a mother and a father huddled around a wooden manger. Inside the manger is a little bundle of joy wrapped up in strips of white cloth. They are in a stable which looks pretty snug and comfortable. And even the presence of the animals in their stalls only seems to make the place look a little bit warmer and a little bit more quaint and beautiful. Imagine your surprise, therefore, when you zoom in close to the mother as she leans over the manger to hear her sigh, even just a little bit. What's wrong, Mary? asks her concerned fiancé because in case you didn't read the text too closely, the gospel says that at that point they were not yet married. You have no right to be upset about anything, Joseph continues. You've got it all, Mary. You've got a beautiful, healthy baby boy. And if I understand everything that everyone's been talking about, we're not just talking about any ordinary boy here either. We've got this amazing and beautiful stable to keep us dry and all these animals to help keep us warm. And what's more, didn't you hear what the shepherds said when they stopped by earlier? They said that whatever this all is, it's got to be about joy, joy to the world. So surely this is not a time for sorrowing and sighing. Come on, Mary, give us a smile. Mary almost screamed when he said that. But instead, she took an even deeper sigh and decided that she would try to put what she was feeling into words for him. Joseph, she said, I know that all of this is really amazing. And I really do believe that God is a part of what's been going on in our crazy lives ever since we left Nazareth. But there's a little bit too much for me to deal with here. While this stable certainly is quaint and rustic, it's also more than a little bit drafty and very noisy with all these animals. But actually that's not even the worst of it. Joseph, do you realize that I haven't actually slept in the 18 hours since this baby was born? Do you realize that my nipples are sore from trying to get him to eat even as I constantly worry that he's not getting enough? And I feel so alone here, cut off from family and friends in this strange town of Bethlehem that you say your family came from once upon a time, but you certainly haven't been able to find anybody here who's been willing to help us. What's more, 
I'm pretty sure that the donkey I was riding on when we came here has fleas. And they've gotten into my clothes and my hair and I can't stop scratching. And there's something else, Joseph. I haven't told you this yet. There's still so much to be told. But my mother got sick and died five years ago. And it happened at this very time of the year. Every time this season comes around and I see the light of the winter solstice, I smell the evergreen branches that people for some strange reason bring into their houses at this time of year. And I see the lights that people light. I'm transported back to that time when my mother was so sick. I feel like I'm right back there. And I miss my mother so very much right now. When I could really use her wisdom to help me take care of this child. Oh, Joseph, I'm just having a hard time. Joseph almost began to pout. But Mary, he whined, it's Christmas. Sure, I don't exactly know what Christmas means yet, but whatever it is, you're ruining it. Cheer up right now. Now Mary, as she sat there, began to wonder whether or not Joseph might be right in what he was saying. True, some pretty incredible things had indeed happened to her. She had been visited by an angel. And then some shepherds had come and visited them while they sat by the manger. And while they were pretty grubby people who didn't smell all that great, they'd been so enthusiastic as they described this incredible vision that they'd had of heavenly angels. I mean, they seemed so excited and having a good time. Why should she spoil it for them? And then there were those other strange guests, the one that came from a far distant country. They were so exotic and mysterious with their beautiful flowing robes and turbans, and they'd even brought gifts. Sure, she had no clue what she would do with a pound of frankincense and a bottle filled with myrrh and a solid gold brick that she had no way of turning into coins that anyone would ever take from the likes of her or Joseph. I mean, honestly, she could think of a lot more practical gifts to offer to a newborn child who shivered in the cold. A warm blanket? Or maybe a few more sets of swaddling clothes sure would have been more useful than silver and gold. But Mary surely shouldn't have been so negative as to think in that way. Maybe they didn't know what new mothers needed, but those exotic wise men meant well. She shouldn't make them feel bad just because they weren't very good at shopping for gifts. And so it was that as she sat there by that manger, Mary began to do something that was all too familiar. Something that had been expected of her ever since she was a little girl. 
She took all of her feelings, her exhaustion, her pain, her sorrow, and her grief. She took her fears for the future and her doubts about Joseph, and she shoved them way down deep inside where she hoped that they would never come out again. Though, of course, somehow they always did. She felt the familiar deep sadness envelop her as she prepared to put on that beautiful, smiling face that everyone had always said was her best feature. Everyone, that is, except one person. And then, suddenly, she was back there. Back in the moment that had started it all. It was, what, nine months ago, maybe ten? When that strange man had come to Mary's father's house? He'd looked at her like no one else had ever looked at her. Greetings, he had said. You are indeed highly favored. The Lord is with you. She hadn't believed him when he said it. (laughs) Who was she? She was just a girl, not even married. How could God be with her, especially when she carried around so many doubts and bad feelings that everyone told her that she shouldn't have? But the stranger had looked at her again looked deep into her soul until she knew that he truly had seen her. And without his eyes wavering for a moment, he had repeated it again, slowly and deliberately. Greetings. You are indeed highly favored. The Lord is with you, Mary. She'd had to believe him. But... If what he said was true, then it surely was true no matter who she was. She didn't need to be the person that Joseph thought she was supposed to be. Nor, for that matter, did she need to live up to the expectations of a bunch of shepherds or even some exotic travelers from the Far East. If she held God's favor, she held it as she was even if that included the way she felt or the thoughts that she sometimes had in her head. Mary raised her eyes to meet Joseph's. She was amazed to realize for the first time since her father had arranged for them to be married, she actually wasn't afraid that he might see her as she truly was. And they talked that night, for a long time, despite how exhausted Mary was, how exhausted they both were. But by God's grace, the baby slept, and for the first time they actually spoke about all of their hurts and fears and the hopes that had been disappointed far too many times. There were many tears and moments when she was afraid. But Mary embraced all of those feelings 
savored them like an aged wine. And that night was the foundation of everything that made that poor couple the most remembered and revered parents in the history of the world. Thank you for listening to this special Christmas episode of the Retelling the Bible podcast. The music in this episode is called Mana 2. It is by Kevin McLeod and is found at incompetech.com. It is licensed under the Creative Commons. Details can be found in the show notes posted at retellingthebible.wordpress.com. Subscribe to the podcast for more episodes. And please, embrace all of the emotions of this Christmas season and talk to your loved ones. May you and the people you love have a very Merry Christmas.